Hi, Dean. Welcome on Director Talks. And I'm excited to talk about your film, uh, Game Day. And uh, you are the co-producer as well. So before mm-hmm. I can dive in to the, towards the topic of the film and how it was made and how the characters came about, I would like to know more, a little bit more about you. Like, how did you start acting? Were you a professional actor from the beginning? Or did you kind of divert into the career later towards your life? So how did it all begin? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I've been acting a, a pretty long time. I started acting... Um, Right out of high school, uh, I did community theater and then I got in a theater company and then I was on TV shows like Facts of Life and did commercials. I was Jim Beam in the Jim Beam ads, um, did everything from NYPD Blue to working with Billy Bob Thornton. And I've been uh, a working and non-working actor for many years out here in Los Angeles and um, did a bunch of straight jobs, coached high school football, waited tables. I'm a musician and I still a musician. I play in bands, but I've always been an actor and a writer. Um, but this one game day was the very first one that uh, actually got produced and got made. So it was pretty exciting. Oh, you just mentioned that you were a coach, you know, football coach. So I was it inspired uh, game day from any of your experiences as a coach. You know, I think it definitely, um, it definitely added to it. And it was a big football's always been a part of my life, uh, American football, um, though I love soccer, which it, which is the real football from my understanding. But, but um, yeah, you know, football's always been a part of our lives. My grandfather actually played for a team that became the Philadelphia Eagles, which is the team that's talked about in the movie. And um, yeah, it's always been a big part of our lives. I loved coaching, but it was very difficult. I mean, coaching is an all-encompassing thing. So uh, it really got to a point where I had to make a choice about 10 years ago because the acting was really picking up and, uh, you know, it was time. Right. Uh, So, you know, the sports is actually a very integral part of every country. And uh, I would like to know why a sports day film? You know, normally people choose commercial and action, horror, and all these kinds. So why this genre? Why was why was football integrated into the story? Is that what right. you're saying? Yes. Well, um, Philadelphia, which is where this where the story is uh, is is placed in, is uh, they take they take their football so seriously there, myself being one of them. Um, And uh, I always found that those games, those Sunday games, especially when they played the rival teams like the Giants or the uh, Washington team or the, of course, the Cowboys, that it was such an emotionally charged environment that it was always a day where there was fights, there was love there was food everything was heightened everything everything went you know from this level to that level so um i was intrigued with the idea of uh what about all these family dramas coming together on this one given sunday and no better sunday for that to exist than on a day when they play their most hated rivals and you know temperatures are already high so putting this family that's dysfunctional to say the least in this position uh, where it's already like a, a heightened emotional environment uh it just seemed like a natural thing and and 
if you've been to Philadelphia or you know Philadelphians, they can attest to the fact that it's a uh, it is a massive emotional experience that Dallas game. The entire week leading to the game, all the radio, all the television, everybody, podcast, everyone is talking about nothing but that game. So uh, we felt like it was a good focal point um, for this family's issues to come to a boil. So that's why we picked it. And we felt like uh, it was a very organic thing. So it's an American-Italian family and Italian is synonymous with food as well. So what is the story the exact, like if you could just give us a crooks of the story, like the plot, what is this plot and the subplot? Okay. Well, the basic plot of it is it's about um, this, this struggling uh, actor uh, who is raising his family. It's about a multi-generational family where the parents are living at home. Again, the, uh, the, uh, the kids, one of the kids are at home. There's a young kid. It's, it's a divorced family. So they're integrated family. Um, there's a lot of elements of um, the new the new wife, you know, the older son who's got a drug issue. And basically the son is coming to the game to be with his other older brother for his birthday. And it really is about this this desire that we all have, um, well, not all of us have, the lucky ones don't have. Unfortunately, I had it, <laughs> but um, to, to show something, to prove yourself, you know, I want to prove myself to my father. I want to prove myself to my son. I want to show my wife I can still do this. So this is, this is as is a game, which is metaphoric for what the movie is about. This is a chance for these people to get in there and to prove themselves to each other, to say, I still can do this. I still have this. I'm still running the family. The father, the guy who plays my father, who unfortunately passed away in real life. I, we just lost him uh, last week. So it was a big shock to the whole production. And um, he did a fantastic job in it, Tony Devin. And um, his character was a business executive who had made some bad investments. And now his wife is saying, you know, what are we going to do? We're living here with our kids. So it really is this family proving ground that all comes together on one day. And it is everybody navigating to their point of worth. And a lot of times those navigations go right smack through each other's egos and sore spots. And so it's, it's, it's that interaction as it goes along. So who's your favorite character from the film and why? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, I'm obviously drawn to the character that I played because all the, the, the whole story is loosely, loosely, I say, based on my family. Um, but, but so I have an affinity to the character I did because, I mean, I, I, I understand it so well. A lot of it is me. But I would say other than myself, the character that I, I, I liked the most was the mother. Um, I felt like uh, my mother in it. I felt like she was battling generations, battling battling expectations that that didn't come out the way she was hoping they would. Uh, she's facing her own um, mortality because uh, she is she's got cancer and she's going through that. So I think that character had so 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 much on the line. So I think that was probably my favorite of all the characters. But I got to pick myself, you know, Mary, I got to go my characters. <laughs> Who's your favorite character? I'm my favorite character. I'm an actor, you know, what can I say? Yes. So, uh, Dean, were you involved in the writing process as well of the film? 
Yes, I was I was the co-writer of it. And um, it was, uh, as I say, loosely based on my family, but definitely, I mean, uh, it's funny, you know, Mary, I'll have people who have seen the film come up and they'll say, I never knew that things were that bad in your family. It's like, no, it's not a documentary. It's it's a drama. So um, it's my family isn't that bad. But no, I was, I was the co-writer. Uh, the director, Edgar Bravo, uh, wrote it with me. And um, he's a very bright guy. And I, uh, he, he's, uh, in fact, I've known him, this is how long I've known him on and off. I actually got my SAG card in a movie that he directed way back when I was like 19 years old. So we've known each other for years, gone in and out of touch with each other, but he co-wrote it with me. So uh, it was very organic though. It was very easy to write. We we, we wrote it during the, the COVID shut down yeah and uh we dove really deep in <clears throat> he was living in atlanta i was here in la and we would write every day talk to each other zoom and uh and we got it knocked out and so you're facing any blockages or writer's blockage emotional maybe you know cleansing your demons out of the closet while writing it since it's kind of almost based on your family how was the experience right. of writing I think you hit the nail right on the head. I think there was a lot of exercising of demons in it. And I think that, um, of course, in anything, you, you have it has to be heightened, um, but it has to be truthful. And there's a difference between the two, because if it's heightened and it's dishonest, then you got a bad soap opera. So we, what we had to do is we had to really make sure that we were telling the truth. And if it wasn't specifically my story or Edgar's story, it was somebody that we knew very close as to us, their story, and it was something that we knew was true and, and hit home. So yes, there was an element of that. Um, when I write, I, I, it's funny, writing for me is a strange thing. Uh, I'm a songwriter too, and um, I always tell my, my wife I'm a serial writer. Like for me, I can go literally months without writing anything, and I don't want to write it. If I don't feel like I, this is just itching to get out of me, I won't do it. I just won't sit down and just, okay, I've got it right now. I'm going to do it. I know that's not maybe the most professional way to do it, but I found that that is the most honest way. And I found that by doing that, I don't get a lot of writer's blocks. That doesn't happen to me too often um, because I'll replay the story and tell myself the story. And I'll have written it in my mind 20 times over by the time I actually sit in front of that computer and start to write. So I don't know what it would be like being a guy, but I would think it's a lot like giving birth to a child without the pain and the uh, and the obvious, you know, lifelong commitment. But I think it's that feeling of like, I'm going to nurture this and nurture this and nurture this until it's ready to be born. And then I, I dive in and do it. And then I get crazy obsessed. And my wife is like, when are you going to stop writing? When are you going to stop? <laughs> just one more. I just got to get through this scene. So that's how it is for me. Right. That's a great advice. Are you, you were right. You're a writer too, right? Yes. I'm a writer too. And I'm just the same way. Like I cannot just, people do write every day. They say you have to write every day, but I can't write every day because until, unless I'm sure about it and honest about it, then only, and, and when I sit and write, I'll write it in one go and I'll just finish it off. But then I can't write for days then. It's like that till I feel it. See, we're kindred, we're kindred souls. Yeah. I totally get that. Because, you know, it feels like it, then it, if you're, if you're forcing it, 
it yeah. feels like you're trying to convince yourself of a lie. I, you know, I, I, I really believe this. It's like, I can't do that. I, I don't know. It's just not in my nature. So it sounds like you're the same way. Yes, true. And mostly people do right to kind of please the audience, but I cannot do that. Like, you know, when you imagine a story, it is your story and your imprint on it. So I cannot imagine it in another way, like how the audience will take it and how I have to please them. It's not that way. I don't know. At least I believe in that way. So let me ask you a question then. Um, when you sit down to write, do you think, are you aware of the theme or do you write and, and say, I know there's a theme here. I'm going to discover this as I go along. Or do you write with the theme in mind already? I discover it as I go along. Like I might develop the story in days. Like I won't sit and have a theme, but I will have the whole uh, scene in my mind, what I have to write, that will be ready. But then the when it moves forward, it will be like with the flow, not like a set theme. Totally agree. Feel the same way. It's like, was it, was it Da Vinci? Uh, here we are like we're a couple of filmmakers and we're talking about da vinci like we're in the same world as but it is an interesting um analogy and viewpoint of it where da vinci said that when he sculpted he just was chipping away to find out what it was that was inside that slab of rock and slab of stone and that's kind of how it feels even you know at our lessened you know world of art uh but that's how i feel like i feel like it's there you know and i just kind of have to get to it and sometimes right. I have to let it ruminate and I just right. get to a point where I'm like I, I want to write it and I'll be like just think about it give it another day give it another day yeah. or two to let it percolate and then it's like yeah. that's it I gotta write it now <laughs> yes that's it I mean it's the same process with me yes so I believe the filming was done during the with the COVID restrictions of course so were there any problems while shooting I believe it's just one location like in a house so it won't be that difficult but still with the characters and everything how did it go uh it it went it was a blessed uh situation because i gotta tell you yes it was it was it was during the lull um you know how we've had we've had a few ebbs and flows so it was definitely during one of the ebbs so it was like uh some of the mask restric uh, restrictions had dropped at that stage of the game but it was still, we had to work within the confines of what the restrictions were. We got so lucky, Mary, there was like, nobody got sick. We were in close quarters. Everybody was careful. Um, I flew in from LA. Um, Tony um, uh, had flown in. I, I, he lives in Philly, but I think he was in LA too, doing something. He flew in from LA. Shelly, who played my mom, flew in from Miami. We had people... Um, from all over the country, uh, Brittany, uh, who played the, the uh, girlfriend, she flew in from Los Angeles and then she was in Maryland. So we were from, we were all over the place. Thank God, nobody got sick. There were no issues. Our, our fantastic camera uh, man, cinematographer Laffrey, he got super sick and we didn't know, know what was going down. So for one day, we had to shut down, get him tested. He was totally good. It was just, uh, it was just like a flu, a regular flu. But we got really lucky. Thank God. All right. So how about you guys? How, how, how did you do? Did you make okay through it or did uh, we were fine? I was fine during uh, the pandemic. Like obviously I didn't make any films. 
but I have started my film festival right now, and that was also virtual, so that won't be a problem. I can screen it online, all the films and the entries. So that is what I'm doing right now, and maybe filming I might do later by the year end or something as it's opening up slowly everywhere. Let's see how the situation is. Then yeah. I decide. Yeah. When's your film festival? When's that kicking off? That is uh, in April. By April end, we'll be launching the channel. So all the films that will come through the festival will be screened on the channel. That's exciting. I will definitely yeah. check that out. So that's going to be worldwide, right? Yes, worldwide. Yes. Very nice. So you excited about that? Yes, quite excited. I mean, that's why I said if it, if game day would be on our channel, like you could just submit it to a festival, we could premiere that as well. That would be great. That would be awesome. Is it is it okay if it's been streamed already? I know some of the festivals. That is okay. It's okay. Like we have not kept any uh, like tough rules like the other film festivals. Like no restriction on the timing and the year and all those kind Good of. For you. Why do they do that? Why is that? I mean, because like so many of us, like especially indie filmmakers like us, right. we got to make a living. We got to try to get it out there and 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 right. and, and, and you know, and make you know, make some money and, and do what everybody else does. So I always found it to be like, it, I feel like we're like film priests. We have to take a vow of poverty in order to get our film okay. seen. But that's good. No, we'd love to do that. So that would be, that would be great. And I, I look forward to it. And, and when in April is that going to be? Uh, we haven't decided a date yet, but the film festival is open. It's, it's open for submission now. The page is open. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, I know somebody who's involved in it. So okay. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely, you know. Okay. Okay, sure. <laughs> and uh, so Dean before we can uh, say goodbye to our listeners and of course our viewers what is the final message you would like to give them and where are the links to your uh, film is it on Amazon I believe already yes it's uh, so on Amazon yeah Amazon and it's on Vimeo and you can actually go to our website which is www.gamedaythemovie.com. Again, that's www.gamedaythemovie.com. And there's links there to uh, renting or buying and seeing the film. And um, so please, please check it out. <clears throat> very, very proud of it. Um, did our best to tell the truth um, and to bear as much of our souls as you can bear um, on on camera and in film in, in an hour and a half or two hour uh, medium. And um, I just want to say, folks, check it out because I think um, no matter what part of the world you're from, no matter what family background you have, I will guarantee you, you will find at least one or two people in that film that totally you got them in your family too. So we, we feel like we told an honest family story. And in the final analysis, it's really based on the fact that Truth and love and honesty to oneself and to people around you always leads to happiness. It always leads to um, the best life, not just for you, but for the people around you. So that's true in film and in life too. It was great talking with you, uh, Dean. Thank you for being on Director Talks and I wish you good luck for your film game day. You too, Mary. Thanks for having me. And uh, I wish everybody well and I hope to see you all soon. Imagine not being alone, even in a crowd. Imagine being connected with your favorite celebrities, sports stars, and news channels on the go. 
imagine tuning in with your loved ones to your favorite podcast shows the possibilities are endless with the newsly app tune in 24/7 to a world of trending news views and reviews for the first time the web turns listenable with podcasts from over 40 countries and hot topics all in natural human voice So tune in to Director Talks 2 and meet film industry personalities right in your living room, car or couch. Download the Newsly app now and it's compatible for iOS and Android. Check out the description for more details. So stop scrolling and start tuning in.